Welcome to the Newport Church Sermon of the Week podcast. Newport Church is a non-denominational, spirit-filled church, part of the Dove International Apostolic Network of Churches and Ministries. We are located between Mannheim and Lidditz in northern Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. We look forward to seeing you. And now, here is today's message. Well, happy 4th of July to everyone. Amen. It's great to be back and to be able to share with uh, this wonderful congregation. It's been such a part of our lives for uh, a couple years and uh, just being here to be able to uh, share and follow Pastor Merle because he uh, gave a dynamic, dynamic message last Sunday about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and being used and being empowered for that. And so that was a really exciting time and seeing how God wants to use us and Use those gifts through us to be able to bless others around us as he calls us to minister uh, to our community, uh, which is pretty awesome. Amen. We have the opportunity to get out to our neighborhoods, our workplaces, and uh, be able to share the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, and to be empowered by the Holy Spirit to be able to bless folks as we step out and minister to them. Amen. All right. Um, it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it just really is. And to see your wonderful faces, uh, to look out and see you, it's just really just a joy uh, from my heart this, this morning. So anyway, hmm. oh, thank you. Love you too, guys. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I want to share with you this week as we continue this series on encountering God in ministry and community. And uh, I want to talk to you about being able to do that as Christ ambassadors. We talked about, Pastor Merle talked about last week about the power uh, that we have available to us as the Holy Spirit uses the gifts through us to bless others. But I want to talk to us this morning about your official position in the kingdom, which brings forth your official authority within the kingdom. I mean, it's really great to be awesome to, to be in a, in, in a place where God is using you and the Holy Spirit is flowing through you, which is awesome to bless others. But that is all based on an understanding of who we are and the authority that we have in God's kingdom. Because you have been given a divine assignment and a divine title. Amen? We're going to jump into that and really delve into that this morning. So let's begin in 2 Corinthians 5, verses 16 to 21. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. See, at one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. And all of this, and all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ, and God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Verse 20 is the key. 
So we are Christ's ambassadors. Can we say that together? So we are Christ's ambassadors. That statement is going to have a lot more power as we understand what an ambassador is all about and the power and authority that an ambassador has. But we are all Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be an offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. See, once you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you are transformed into a new creature and you have been given a new mission. Transformed into a new creature and given a new mission. You have become Christ's ambassadors. So we are, you are Christ's ambassadors. I want to encourage those who have the app to follow along in the app. The notes are there. Got fill in the blanks there. The scriptures are there. So if you have the app, use the app. It's pretty awesome. In his book, Dwight, uh, J. Dwight Pentecost wrote this. He wrote this and designed book designed to be like him. Said this: the greatest goal in a believer's life is not his own enjoyment of salvation. His highest goal is not learning the truths of Scripture, not even teaching and preaching the Word. His greatest goal. His greatest goal is to lift Jesus Christ so that men may know the Father. The greatest goal is to lift Jesus Christ so that individuals can know the Father like you do. See, it all begins and all starts with understanding of what Christ has done for us. Our reconciliation with God was made only possible by the work that Jesus Christ did on the cross at Calvary, paying the penalty for our sins. That's how it started. When our Savior said on that cross, it is finished. When he said that on the cross, the division between sinful man and the holy God was removed. And those who come to know Christ and who trust in him becomes holy in God's sight without blemish, without accusation. That is a transformation, folks. Once you were enemy of God, now you're an ambassador of God. Awesome transformation. Colossians chapter 1 verse 22 says this. So now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. And as a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless before you stand before him without a single fault. How do you think that when God says, come into my throne room with your knees, that he does not see your sin because of the work of Calvary? That's why he bids us to come into his presence. Because when Christ, God sees us, he sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ, which makes us 
sinless and blameless before him. What an awesome position to be in. To be able to know in your time of need, you have the right to come into his throne room just because you're a son of God or a daughter of God. Just that. Nothing else. You can come on in anytime you want. Doors always open. It's just like being a dad or mom. You can be in your bedroom, but guess what? Your kid can bust in. Hopefully they knocked. They can bust in and come in anytime. Why? Because they're your kids. That's where our Godfather's with us. We can come in anytime we want. And that's an awesome relationship, but it does not stop there. It just begins there. Because as you've been transformed in Christ, you have now, after the new creation, you have now become an ambassador for Christ, which is pretty awesome. But let's, uh, let's, let's linger a minute here with grace. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9 says, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done so that none of us could boast. It's not by works. You can't earn it because no matter how hard you work, no matter how good you think you are, you will always fall short of the glory of God because you ain't got it, bro. You may think you got it, but you ain't got it. Because we're only saved by grace. Only by the work that Christ did on the cross at Calvary saves us and provides us with this opportunity to be able to connect with the God of all creation. John chapter 3, verses 16 and 18, and the message says this. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his only his one and only son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't do all, God didn't go to all the trouble of sending the son merely to point out an accusing finger at us, telling us how world, tell the world how bad it is. He came to help to put the world right again. And this is the good part, verse 18. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. That's the only way we miss it, bro. We just don't accept the message of Christ, him crucified, paid the penalty for our sins. But to accept that message, we become part of the family of God. And we get access to God Almighty. And that's a great, great point. But it's only a starting point. Because after you become a new creation, you now become Christ's ambassador to the world. And if you are a Christian, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, you need to see yourself wherever you are at as Christ ambassadors because that's who you are whether you believe it or know it or not 
So the question is, what is an ambassador? Generally speaking, an ambassador is a respected official acting as a representative of a nation. They're sent to a foreign land. The ambassador role is to reflect the official position of the sovereign body that gave him the authority. And their mission is to make and keep good relationships between countries to bring them together. When we lived in Kenya for a few years, um, we got to meet a gentleman who was part of the embassy in Kenya. And I'm so glad we did because I did not realize I would need his services and need our country services in that nation. One day when we were downtown Nairobi, uh, Raina was in the car, uh, an auto. I was running in to do an errand because you, you just don't, you just can't do an errand in downtown Nairobi. You gotta have somebody in the car and you gotta go in and do things. So I left my pouch, which had my passport and wallet in the car. And uh, so she was double parked there and someone knocked at the back of the car like somebody fell into it. So she looked around and it's because somebody said, mama, mama, look. And so she looked and little did she know that someone when I was on the other side had reached in, grabbed my pouch with my passport, with my driver's license and everything and ran away with it. And she didn't know anything had happened because she thought something fell into the car until she was sitting there, she said something not right, she looked over and so my pouch was gone. So I had no passport in a foreign country. It's not a place you want to be without your passport. But because I've met someone in the ambassador's office in Nairobi, and because the embassy was in Nairobi, guess what I was able to do? It was just like going to an office here, passport office here in the United States of America. I went in, got my photos, was able to get my new passport. Boom, just like that. Why? Because that place was just like being in the United States of America, even though we're in Kenya. Now, you are an ambassador of the kingdom of God. This is not your world. You may be in it, you're part of it, but this is not your world. But wherever you are at, God has established his embassy. And you're the ambassador. You have all the authority and power of that nation behind you. You speak in that nation with the authority of the nation that has sent you. So when the ambassador of the United States spoke in Kenya to the Kenyan president, he spoke with the authority of the United States of America behind him. He conveyed the thoughts of the nation. He declared the, the declarations of the United States of America in Kenya to the president of Kenya. When you spoke to the ambassador, it was like speaking to the president. You are the embassy of the kingdom of God. Wherever you are at, you represent the king. 
You speak with his authority. You have his power behind you. It's like being a policeman. When a policeman stands out into traffic and says this, people stop. Why? Because his hand is up? No, because he has a badge. And the badge says, I have the authority by this district, by this city, to stop you. The same way with the kingdom. When you're an ambassador, you have that same authority and power of that nation standing behind you. That is what your role is as an ambassador for the kingdom. You represent the official position of our Lord and Savior and also God the Father. Now, back in biblical times, which is pretty cool, ambassadors had even greater authority. William Barclay observed in the Roman Empire that any time there was a new province established in the Roman Empire, Rome, the Senate, would send ambassadors to that region. When a new territory was conquered, the military governor would rule it for a while, but eventually the Senate back in Rome would send 10 ambassadors to that region to represent Rome. Those ambassadors, and what's so neat about this, is that that same word for the ambassador, ambassadors used in the Greek describing a Roman ambassador is the same exact word that Paul uses in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. So when he's talking about ambassador, he has this mindset of the ambassador within the Roman Empire, which actually have more authority than ambassadors here in today's America, today's world. Because when, when Rome the Senate would send these 10 ambassadors to a region, they would go in, and their job was to actually determine the boundaries of the new province. That was one of their tasks. The second thing is that they would establish a new constitution for the administration that was going to be taking place in that new region. And then after they were done, they would take that back to the Senate in Rome for ramification. What their job was to do was to bring this new province, this new people, into the family of the Roman Empire. Their goal was to bring these new people into the ideals of the empire, into ideologies of the empire, into the culture of the empire, and to understand the life and rule of the citizens of the Roman Empire. A lot of work to be done, but that was the role of an ambassador. Think about you now as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. You who are formerly an enemy of God, but through the blood of Jesus Christ, been reconciled to God, and now an ambassador to this world, and our job is to bring people back to Jesus Christ, bring people back to God, but our job is to also to teach them the ideals of the kingdom, the ideologies of our kingdom, the culture of our kingdom, and the life of our kingdom. And what it is that you need to do to be part and to live the life as a citizen of the kingdom of God. You are the representative to teach folks that. Mm. That's your official role. That's your authority. That's your position in the kingdom. 
Come on. That's exciting stuff. You are the highest ranking diplomat in this country. Hello. Beautiful thing about being a diplomat in a country, you get these plates, diplomat plates. And these plates get you to places that you can't get into regularly. You can park where you normally can't park. Unfortunately, you can even commit a crime and they can't even do anything to you. Why? Because you got some diplomat plates on. You've got diplomat plates. But it says the kingdom of God on it. You are God's diplomats to this world with that authority. You have been sent by him. You are the highest ranking believer that God has placed you. He's representing you. He has placed you exactly where you need to be. You need to begin to see yourself in this light. That I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Let's say that together. I am an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Do you believe that? Say it one more time. I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. Begin to see yourself in that light. Because when you understand who you are, then you understand what you need to do. When you understand who you are, then you understand what you need to do. I love it, Jesus said in John chapter 15, verse 16. He said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I appointed you to produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you need, asking in my name. John 15, 19 says, but you're no longer part of the world. I, I chose you to come out of the world. As Christ's ambassadors, you were not elected. But you were chosen and you were appointed by God. You weren't elected, but you were chosen and appointed by God. Jesus said in John 18, verse 36, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. Now, as ambassadors, the way you speak, the way you act, the way you behave changes if you know who you are. If you know who you are, the way you act, the way you behave, the way you talk will change. Another important point is that as Christ ambassadors, you never represent yourself. You represent the kingdom. And that is hard for Americans. Because it's all about us. And then the kingdom is not about you at all. It's about him. It's about what he wants. It's about what he's doing. It's not about what you want. not about what you want to do. But it's submitting ourselves to him. Doing what he's asked us to do. Let your will be done today on earth 
as it is in heaven. That your will be done in my life today on earth as you willed it in heaven. Not my way, Lord, but your ways. Not my way, not my thoughts, but your thoughts. It's about Christ and the work that he's doing in you. This is important. So if we are ambassadors to this world, representing Christ, then we need to act like children of God. Think about it. Think about the way a son or daughter of a king or queen acts because they're part of royalty. Quite a number of years ago, we, a group of our churches, we brought in Miles Monroe to minister and share and speak in Lancaster County. And he shared a little bit about this, which grabbed my attention. He said, the problem that the Western world has with understanding kings and kingdoms and nations like that is because we're under this democracy represent form of government here. We never had a king. Said, but I mean, we're, Brit we're, we're, we're subject of Britain. <laughs> he said, we understand queens and kings and princes and royalty and dukes and duchesses. And there's a respect that goes along with that. There's an action that we expect the royal family to act by. There's a code that we expect the king and queen to act by. There's a code that we expect the princes and the princesses and the dukes and the duchess, we expect them to act a certain way. And when they don't act a certain way, like we've seen recently, it blows our mind because we expect certain things of royalty. Now, we never had a king or queen, but you know the, this jubilee year with queen over in England that there was so much buzz here in the United States that those events ranked up in the top 10, top 15 of programs that was watched within the United States of America here because there's something about royalty that brings us all in. We want to see it, the pomp and circumstances. But brothers and sisters, you too are royalty. You're sons and daughters of the Most High God. You are sons and daughters and brothers with the King of kings and Lord of lords. We're in the same family that Jesus is in. He's our eldest brother. And if anybody should be acting and behaving differently, should be us as children of the most high God. And as that, if you're a Christian, you are not free to do anything you want to do. And that really boils against America, folk. Because we want to do what we want to do when we want to do it. But brothers and sisters, you're no longer of this world. You may have a passport with the United States of America on it to travel, but your citizenship is not part of this world because when you became part of the kingdom, you became citizens of the kingdom. And when you became part of the kingdom, you became a new creation. 
and we became a part of new creation, you became Christ's ambassadors to the world in which you live. And you need to reflect him. Because you've been bought by the blood. You're his ambassadors now. You're not free to do whatever you want to do. You're not free to live where you want to live. You're not free to sell whatever you want to sell. And you're definitely not free to sleep with whoever you want to sleep with. Or anything else like that. Because you are part of the kingdom of God now. You're part of royalty. You're God's ambassadors here on earth. And people are looking at you. And if you are supposed to be a Christian, your lifestyle is either pointing people to God or turning them away from God. If you are living in a way that's contrary to God's word, then people are going to call you hypocrite. And they're going to talk badly about you and God and the church because of how you live. And that's exactly what Paul told the Romans in Romans chapter 2, verse 24. He said, the name of God is blaspheming among the Gentiles because of you. Because your conduct is not becoming as an ambassador of Jesus Christ. So we must guard our conduct as ambassadors. A number of years, the uh, Swiss ambassador of Germany was recalled to Germany because there was numerous reports about the partying and scandalous behavior. And, 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 and Swiss said, this is not representative of our nation. This is not who we are. And they recalled him because their, his conduct was not befitting of an ambassador of their country. So you have to be careful how you act as the ambassador of the kingdom of God. Back in 1800s, when uh, the uh, Great Britain was considered the world superpower, uh, back in those days, it was stated that the sun never sets on the British Empire. They were proud of their military might. They were proud of their conquests. But it was during that time that they added a new offense to the military, military code of conduct. That's something you'd be, you could be court-martialed for. They added this term that said that you can now be, you can now be court-martialed for conduct unbecoming of an officer and a gentleman. An officer and a gentleman. Because as an officer, you are representing the majesty service. And that unbecoming conduct could be dishonesty, indecency, scandalous behavior, anything that was considered to be unworthy as an officer in the Majesty Service. It's an interesting fact that today we, we have a, also a term that's very similar in football, unsportsmanlike conduct. That comes from the charge of, of conduct unbecoming. Because they said, this is, as an NFL player, football player, you need to have this type of conduct. And if you don't get that, you get that unsportsmanlike conduct, or you get fined, or all types of stuff, because that is not the conduct that we expect of our players. So, 
my question to you this morning. Is there anything in your life that you might be flagged with as being unbecoming of an ambassador of God's kingdom? So very important to, to consider and to think about. You see, because we're always on a mission. We're always ambassadors for Christ. No matter where we are, whether you feel like it or not. Every place you go, you're an ambassador of Christ. And because we are on a mission, and because of that, then we voluntarily make some restrictions in our lives. We watch what we wear, we watch what we do, we watch what we speak, we watch how we do business. Because we don't do anything that brings us to a place of conduct unbecoming a believer in Jesus Christ as an ambassador for him. So is there any conduct that's unbecoming in your relationships, in your actions, in your words, in your attitude? in your business dealings, anything, anything that's reflecting badly on Christ. And trust me, if you ask him if there is, and he identifies it, he is more than willing to help us to overcome it. Because he's a good God. He's a faithful God. He wants us to be our best. He wants to, us to represent his best to this world. So what is our mission as ambassadors? Paul states it well. God has given us the task of reconciling people to him. Another translation is called the ministry of reconciliation. Because as we've been reconciled to God through Christ Jesus... Our job as Christ's ambassadors to bring other people back to him as well. See, God made people for himself. And even though they've gone away from him, he still loves them. And he still wants people to come back. His desire is for none to perish, but all to come into repentance. And he wants us as his ambassadors to help bring people back. You see, sometimes people are afraid to come back. Oh, they're just afraid of God. They don't know that God is a loving God because what they thought of God was that there's this big God that's just waiting to punish you, just waiting to, to get at you, want you to just do something wrong, can't just wait to crunch you and smash you. Some people have a view of God like that. But that's not the God who we know. It's daddy. Because I know my daddy's not like that. My daddy loves me. Even when I blow it, I can come to my daddy, and he'll talk to me, he'll encourage me, he'll forgive me, he'll rebuild me, and he reestablishes me. And that's the God that people need to know about. Our mission is to take people by the hand and to bring them back to God as we know him as Heavenly Father. See, there's something special about taking somebody by the hand. Come on. 
and bringing them to somebody. Why? Because there's a, there's a connection here. There's a trust here. I got your hand, so don't worry, he's going to be okay. Got you, you're going to be good. He's good. I got your hand, man. Our job is to bring people by the hand. So that means if I get close, I mean, it's great to preach and declare stuff from the stage, and, but that's not how people come to know Christ. People come to know Christ this way. Because while we're walking, I'm telling him about my story. I'm telling him about how I came to know my daddy, how I thought I was far off, and I thought that I was lost, but that he loves me, and he wooed me to himself, and I love him so much, and I'm so excited about him, I want, you to, introduce, I want to introduce you to my dad, because he is cool. You see, it's a whole different mindset. We're bringing people by the hand. To God. And that's what the ministry of reconciliation is all about. Thanks. That's what it's all about. See, God has not called you to win arguments. <laughs> He's called us to win people. <laughs> I mean, you can have the best argument. You could be lined up with facts and win it. But you lost them. You didn't bring them by the hand. <laughs> you want to beat them in submission. And it don't work, folks. It don't work. God has given, not give you the ministry of winning debates, but the ministry of winning people to him. If you need, if you're a Christian, you need to see yourself wherever you are at as God's ambassadors to that place. Back in the old days of Dove, we talked about Oikos. That was a big deal back in the early days of Dove. Where's your Oikos? And your Oikos is basically the community that God has placed you. My Oikos is my neighborhood. My oikos was the family that he placed me in. My oikos was the people that God placed around me in my workplace. That's my oikos. He said, identify your oikos. Identify where God has placed you. As Christ's ambassadors, recognize the place that he has placed you. You are not just in your school by chance. You've been placed there by God as his ambassadors. You are not in your job just because you thought you were so cool and had a great resume that you got in by yourself. No, you've been placed there to be God's ambassadors to the workplace. Oh, I found this beautiful home in this neighborhood. Look what I've done. No, you've been placed in that neighborhood by God yeah. as his ambassador to that neighborhood. God has appointed you to these places to represent him, to take people by their hand and lead them to God. That is your mission as God's ambassadors 
Some other beautiful things you have on top of, you got access to the Father at all times. Go to the throne room whenever you need it. I got this problem, Lord, with this person I'm trying to win Christ. What can I do? He'll give you some download. I can't touch my boss is nasty to me. What can I do? God gives you favor. I got this cranky neighbor. God gives you favor. Go to the throne anytime you want. You have the authority to use the name of Jesus anytime you need to. You're saved by Christ, filled with the Holy Spirit. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, that's in your body. That's just quickening you as well. You can move mountains just by a little bit of faith and use the name of Jesus. Folks, you're not just an ordinary person in this world. Because Christians aren't ordinary. The normal Christian life is a supernatural Christian life. You've been approved by God and entrusted with the gospel. It is our responsibility to reflect the official position of heaven to this world. We are in this world, but not of this world. We are sent to the ends of this earth, imploring men and women everywhere to be reconciled to God. Folks, you may be the only Bible that someone will ever read. What are you showing them? Your testimony can have the biggest impact on someone's life. You got to be out there sharing it. And I wrap up with two things. One, again, conduct unbecoming. Is there anything in your life that is conduct unbecoming of an ambassador of Christ? Anything in your relationships, anything in your actions, anything in your words, anything in your attitudes, anything in your business dealings, anything that's reflecting badly
God, we, we just come to you now. Lord, just again, turn the spotlight on of your Holy Spirit to our hearts right now, Lord. Let us see if there's anything there that blocks to invite you back to our services starting at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. For more great content from Newport Church, check out newportchurch.net or visit our YouTube channel. To get the right one, search for Newport Church in Elm, PA.